Joe Biden's problems with classified documents keep getting worse. ESPN is being sued over COVID vaccine mandates. Plus, the left's obsession with race continues. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news app. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Biden and classified documents, because this story is not only not going away, it's getting even bigger. Earlier this week, it was revealed that classified documents from Biden's time as vice president were found in his office at the Penn Biden Center. Now, the media, who went into meltdown mode over former President Trump's possession of classified documents, was in full spin mode dismissing Biden's case as something different. What they should have been preparing for was not something different, but something more. Yep, another stash of classified documents was found, this time in the garage of Biden's Delaware home, sitting next to his Corvette. Check out this exchange between Fox News's Peter Ducey and Biden. Classified material next to your Corvette? What were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Whoa, excuse me, a locked garage. Well, as you can see from this picture, the garage wasn't always locked and it doesn't look very secure. Of course, this revelation of a second group of documents at a second location has put the White House on the defensive. And the incredibly poor job the press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, does on a daily basis is now even more magnified. Here's Jean-Pierre's response when asked about the lack of transparency with the American people, considering these documents were discovered months ago. But, we, but here's the thing. They were transparent. There was, there, there was transparency in doing what you're supposed to do when these, when these items were discovered. Not with the American people. Look, we, I am here standing in front of you answering these questions. Right? The thing about Jean-Pierre is that she doesn't actually answer the questions. She often just repeats what someone else said, which, of course, we already know because the person said it. Here's more. What was the president trying to say when he referenced his... Corvette earlier today, because if it was safe for the car, it was safe for the documents. Is that what he meant? Look, I, I'm going to just leave his statement as is. Uh, I think you, your colleagues was having a, a back and forth with the president. Uh, you can read the transcript of what was asked of him and why he responded that way. I'm just not going to get into specifics. And See, read the transcript. She offers nothing of substance from the podium. So what will happen next? The DOJ has appointed a special prosecutor to investigate. But look at what happened with former President Trump. He was raided by the FBI. Not only did Trump, as president, have the authority to declassify anything he wanted to, but former presidents also have a period of time to sort through documents after leaving office. In addition, Hunter Biden had access to these documents because for a period of time, this Delaware home was listed as his home. GarageGate is growing, and I just hope the investigation leads to some real consequences. All right, next let's talk about vaccine mandates and lawsuits. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow.
Okay, next let's talk about the COVID vaccine mandates and lawsuits. Now the whole narrative of vaccine mandates was based on don't do it for yourself, do it for others. But the vaccine doesn't stop transmission. And yet people were fired over that. The government should certainly be held liable, but private companies should also be sued into oblivion for mandating an experimental drug. Here's one example, and I hope there are many more. Two former ESPN employees filed a federal lawsuit against the sports media giant, alleging the company's COVID-19 vaccine requirement violated religious freedom rights. ESPN and the Sports Network's parent company, the Walt Disney Company, are listed as defendants in a lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court in Connecticut Wednesday by former ESPN reporter Allison Williams and ex-producer Beth Faber, according to Front Office Sports. Williams and Faber were fired by ESPN in late 2021. Friends, we need people to stand up and take on these employers. Here's more on the ESPN lawsuit. Forcing the plaintiffs to choose between continuation of their employment and a violation of their religious beliefs in order to retain their livelihoods imposes a substantial burden on plaintiffs' ability to conduct themselves in accordance with their sincerely held religious beliefs, attorney Christopher Dunn wrote in the complaint, according to the outlet. Williams has been outspoken about vaccine mandates, saying in October 2021 on Instagram while announcing her departure from ESPN, that it went against my values and my morals. I'm glad these folks are sticking up for their religious beliefs, but honestly, this shouldn't be about religious beliefs. You can't mandate that someone take an experimental drug, period. Even now, some employers and colleges still have mandates. And for what? It's certainly not to stop the spread of COVID. So what's going on? Let me know what you think in the comments. All right, next let's talk about the left-wing obsession with race and how it's destroying an entire generation's work on race relations. Rather than treating people equally, rather than valuing merit and hard work over skin color, today's woke radical left is doing just the opposite. Here's one example from Harvard University. Ever since it was dragged before the Supreme Court over its affirmative action policies, Harvard University has insisted that it does not discriminate based on race, but the school appears to be running an internship that prohibits whites from applying. McLean Hospital, which describes itself as the largest psychiatric teaching hospital of Harvard Medical School, has since 2021 hosted a paid research program for black, indigenous, and underrepresented people of color, according to the hospital's website. The 10-week internship offers participants a $7,000 stipend and places them in prestigious labs. And now, let's head over to the West Coast, where the University of Southern California is banning the word field, as in field of study, from its curriculum and academic references. Because it's racist. The university announced that phrases such as field of study will be replaced by practicum in order to advance the cause of anti-racism. This change supports anti-racist social work practice by replacing language that would be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant in favor of inclusive language, said a letter explaining the decision. Wow, my mom is Hispanic and she worked in a cotton field as a kid. What about any white farmers out there? Don't they work in fields too? How is this a racial thing? And then there's Wells Fargo Bank, which announced that it's changing its mortgage and lending philosophy of reaching as many Americans as possible to now focusing on minority communities. Specifically, the bank stated it was going to 
expand its retail team by focusing on existing bank customers and underserved communities, invest an additional $100 million to advance racial equity in home ownership, and deploying additional home mortgage consultants in local minority communities. That's just a sample of what's going on and of the left's quest to divide America based on race. All right, next let's talk about the Democrat opposition to the Born Alive Infant Protection Act that was passed by the GOP-controlled House this week. This legislation requires that physicians render care, just like to any other child, to an infant who was born alive during an attempted abortion or survived an abortion. This means a child living, breathing outside the womb. The legislation passed the House by a vote of 220 to 210, with every single no vote coming from the Democrats. We are talking about saving the life of a child, and the Democrats said no. And this is what drove me crazy during this last election cycle, with so many Republicans being scared away from the abortion debate, saying the Democrats will label us as extremists. Are you kidding me? The Democrats are the party of extremism, and that extremism extends to the inhumane and evil. Recall the comments of former Virginia Democrat Governor Ralph Northam. Uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mothers. During the 2022 election cycle, you couldn't get Democrats to point out any restriction they would favor on abortion. The American people vastly support abortion restrictions. And yet, the Democrats in 2022 became the party of abortion up to and even after birth. Now, the GOP House put forward a bill that says if the child survives an abortion, you have to give the child medical care. 210 Democrats voted no. Instead of compassion, the House Democrat leader, Hakeem Jeffries, provided sound bites. And imposed government-mandated pregnancies on the American people. That's what their legislation yesterday was all about. Now, another talking point by the Democrats is that this legislation is just a ploy, that this type of situation actually never happens. Really? My name is Sarah Zagorski. I'm an abortion survivor. I was delivered by an infamous New Orleans abortionist in 1990, 33 years ago, after my birth mother was referred to him as a cheap doctor who could help him. She was a Honduran immigrant, and he delivered me at 26 and a half weeks breach, and when I was born, I wasn't breathing. He then advised my mother to let me die on the table. Regardless of where you fall in the abortion debate, we should all be able to agree that a child outside the womb deserves protection. If we can't agree on that, then America is in bad shape. Okay, so we heard from Joe Biden and Corinne Jean-Pierre on GarageGate, companies that are feeling the heat from COVID mandates, and the left's fight against racism by being racist. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call, like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. Okay, let's start with the Canadian trans teacher that has actually forced the school board to demand changes to the district's dress code. Why? Because the teacher shows up with giant prosthetic boobs and nipples. How big? This big. Yep, it looks like the push to expose children to all kinds of perversions is not limited to America. But this school district may be feeling the pressure. An Ontario high school teacher who wears giant prosthetic breasts, which some have deemed to be obscene, may be causing a new dress code policy change for more professional attire. 
On January 3rd, the Board of Trustees passed a motion requesting the Director of Education develop a professionalism policy to maintain appropriate and professional standards of dress and decorum in the classroom, according to the Halton District School Board. To add to that story for Relaxed Brain Friday, how about a helping of word salad from Kamala Harris? Yep, she's at it again, and here's the latest. I convened, and I've convened now at least three times, uh, a group that has is their acronym, CARICOM. It is the Caribbean nations, island nations. In the Western Hemisphere, that is where the Caribbean is, we are also in the Western Hemisphere. They are our neighbors. What can you even say? And then, how about these breaking headlines from the Babylon Bee? Pfizer reportedly working on vaccine to counteract gas stove emissions. And in honor of M&M Candies coming out with a new promotional bag that only contains the female characters, we have this. With all the female M&Ms off in their own bag, male M&Ms finally enjoying some peace and quiet. Hey, I'm not saying, I'm just saying I like that one. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.